Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Welcome to a special holiday edition of the Bagels and Locks podcast. And a little bit of irony here, uh, you know, Bagels and Locks, the Locks part, you know, was a pun on Bagels and Locks, the Jewish tradition. So the fact that there were that, you know, one and a half Jews on this podcast are recording around Christmas Eve, uh, a little bit of irony there. But, you know, we've heard of crazier stuff with David Santola. My name is Chase Vidorsky. Uh, we are on the same time zone, so it's good to be back on the East Coast. Um, you know, I was in the coming back into the city the other day, Dave, you know, we touched on it a bit last week, but it felt like I was back in April, 2020, looking at these COVID test lines. It was, it was kind of frightening to be honest. Yeah. It's an absolute war zone out there right now. Uh, I'm glad you tested negative though. I know you were a little bit worried that I mushed you on the show last week. Um, you know, look, we're, we're very fortunate that nobody we know for the most part has had a really bad case of COVID lately. Um, so I'm okay saying this, but absolute shame that Festivus was a casualty of the pandemic. Um, but all that said, selfishly, I'm glad we had to reschedule it because now it means I can attend. And honestly, I'm sure the group is happy that I can attend as well. Um, not because of my presence, but I know when it comes to the airing of the grievances, I'm usually near, if not at the top of the list. Um, so now people can, you know, destroy me to my face rather than just sending me a picture of it. I, I truly think you're kidding yourself if you think you're being there or not being there has anything to do with uh, how how much shit you're going to get. Um, it is more fun to do it when you're there in person. But um, no, I of course, I know I'd be way. I know I'd be on the board no matter what. But, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. just writing something on the board. It's like, I don't know. It, it doesn't have the same effect. I could say that as somebody who airs grievances as well. Yeah, no. And, and we're happy to have your grievances. Um, I think that's that's the best thing. And maybe this year you'll finally participate in the fight. I I was geared up, ready to go for it mentally, actually. Um, really? I, I don't know who I would fight, but, um, yeah, just don't make me fight, you know. Uh, just make sure we fight somebody who's on our team, big picture, if you know what I mean. No, like, I get it. I get you it. Know, we're almost um, two years into the pandemic, and despite my asthma and my obvious physical limitations i still somehow have not caught this pandemic disease yet and i'd love to keep it that way yeah 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 i don't know maybe we'll kill the fight maybe we won't fight anymore we'll see it's uh tbd all right so last week i went two and three as i said to you right before we started recording that's the pretty standard chase Midori special i would think uh pats plus two and a half minus or plus two and a half at the colts that was an l colts won outright Packers minus five and a half at the Ravens. That seemed really good for a while. Uh, in fact, I was watching that on my flight home from Las Vegas and uh, it ended up being 31 30 Packers, but that was an outright win. BYU minus seven versus UAB. I was so certain this was going to be the, the win for me. UAB won outright. Uh, good win for UAB there. BYU was great all year. Liberty minus eight and a half uh, minus or minus eight and a half versus Eastern Michigan. I don't know the final score, but Malik Wills absolutely uh, balled out at his last college game. They look great. And then last night in the Gasparilla Battle of the State of Florida Bowl, 
UCF plus six and a half versus Florida. UCF with a statement win at 29-17. Uh, I know Florida had some guys opt out, and obviously they're pressing in a new coach um, and Billy Napier, but, you know, this was still UCF beating University of Florida, big brother. Uh, big statement went for UCF, and I will also say, since this is a gambling podcast, um, my blackjack update from Vegas, I think this is relevant. Uh-oh. No, Uh-oh. This, this is good. surprisingly good update. Cause you've seen me gamble in person before uh, got in Friday night, ended up uh, up like 30 bucks, nothing major. My buddy flies in to meet us Saturday. And for those of you, you know, we were talking about it on the podcast last week, I, I was going to Vegas for the UCLA Carolina game, um, which didn't happen. The game got canceled due to the pandemic. I guess UCLA has a full on COVID outbreak. Cause we just canceled our two games for next week against Zona and Arizona state. So, Oh, wow. Shit's hitting the fan, which again, selfishly, it's like, all right, I'm glad to know if I flew out to Vegas for a game and I missed it, it's bad. <laughs> um, so I went to the Kentucky Carolina game instead. Uh, that was a gambling loss. We took Carolina money line. I think Kentucky won by 40. Mm. So not great. T-Mobile arena is nice though. So going into that basketball game, we played some morning blackjack. I went down a quick three hundo, not what you want to hear, but as the old expression goes, you just got to chip, chip, chip away. Uh, and by 1.30 in the morning, Saturday into Sunday, I was up 2.30 on the weekend. Very nice. Congratulations. So a nice $500 swing post-basketball game. You know, starting uh, starting at like 11 or 12 when you got all those drinks in you, I've, I've never heard of somebody making money in the wee hours sober. of the night like I was, that. So, I, oh, well, at the end of the night, yeah. I was just really high. So congrats. I mean, I, I guess the not drinking, maybe that's the key to making money late night at the casino. Well, you know what screwed me in the early morning? Have you ever heard of, uh, it's called free play blackjack. I've never played that, no. So it's an interesting concept, actually. Uh, this is amazing. I keep playing with this flash drive in my dad's office thinking it's a jewel. It's not a jewel, obviously. <laughs> um, so free play blackjack, it's you get a free double down and a free split with certain cards. I don't remember exactly how it is, which is cool. The catch is the dealer, if he busts on, if he or she busts on 22, it's a push. So it's an interesting trade-off. I think the 22 only affected us once, um, but the free double down and splitting was awesome. There's no risk, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it, it could just hurt you because if you if you double more and then – you know, you can't hit again. So I, I find that sometimes I get burned on the double, you know, if I have 11 and then I get a, a two or something, you know, against the King and normally I'd hit and then you can't, that sometimes the double burns you that way. So I, I, I can see that being kind of a hidden uh, issue with it, but I'll stay away. It sounds like it's not, not for us. Not for us. Uh, so yeah, I was two and three last week with a win in Vegas. You were, Three and two. A winning uh, week. For the second That's a, week in a row. Winning this, record. Yep. Your your winning record is like a title to an Always Sunny episode, like Dave Games, Dave Games, the gambling commission over COVID. It would yeah, roll off the tongue yeah. better than that, but that's what I have envisioned for it. Hell yeah. I, I, I hit both of my NBA games. Um, I had I don't even know who I had. I should know who I picked against. I had the Timberwolves because I picked against the Lakers and I had the Pelicans because I picked against the Bucks. Did you feel um, like a dick when you gave Anthony Edwards COVID? Yes. So 
like maybe 12 hours after after we submitted our picks, um, Chase sent me a tweet that Anthony Edwards had contracted COVID right no, after sent, I had said. You sent me the tweet, I think. Oh, fair. I mean, I, the one thing I hadn't considered was I assumed that more players on the other team would be getting COVID and the situation would get worse. I didn't really consider the fact that both teams could end up with COVID and I could just have a really terrible line in a game with a bunch of backups, but it worked out. Um, so pleased with those two. Um, and then I was one for two in the NFL. Um, I hit on the Eagles. Um, I actually don't remember what I took them, um, but they won by 10 points. So they definitely covered against the, uh, I think it was right um, around football team. I think it was like minus eight. Yeah. It was like seven or eight or something. Um, and then I lost, I had the Raiders. Um, I had them minus three, I think. Right. This is another one where I didn't, I didn't log it as soon as I took it. Um, and, and what I ultimately bet on was different than what I got that night. So I pretty sure I lost this one. Well, um, but they you, had, up... you had, yeah, you had Raiders minus points and the Browns won. So no, no, the Raiders didn't the Raiders win by like two points. Oh, that's true. So you didn't cover. Yeah. So the Raiders won by like two points. And I think I had, I had them minus three or three and a half or four. Um, so that one sucked. I could feel it coming the whole time that they weren't going to cover, but it sucked. Um, and then I had Seattle plus four um, and they got beat by 10 points against the Rams um, in a game that was surprising to me. I felt like Russ Wilson was going to throw all over that defense. That was my game of the week and I missed it. Um, but other than that, feeling good uh, about my, uh, my COVID ideas, and I'm going to try to roll some of that forward this it's week. It's amazing. I mean, the Seahawks, they just – that's the end of an era, in my mind, honestly. Yeah, it's just a question of uh, what's next for Russ. God, he would look good in Giants blue. Yeah, we would just fuck his career up. I hope he goes somewhere else. I don't know. He might bring some well-needed uh, God Squad power to uh, the Meadowlands. Yeah, I think this roster is just so terrible. I think we would just fuck him up. Not even God can save us. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, my first pick of the week was last night. I was feeling really good about it at the half, and now I'm 0-1. I took Niners minus three against the Titans. Um, not going to give a ton of analysis other than um, Jimmy G is bad enough that in our group me, I asked who would you be better off with last night, Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins, and there was some seasoned debate. And um, A.J. Brown is really fucking good. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one. The Niners looked so much better for most of the game. Um, first, second, I was firmly in the camp that Kirk Cousins is a better player. Um, I, but- I I agree as well. I I really I honestly do think that if Kirk Cousins is the quarterback in the Niners uh, two years ago, I think they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I don't know. Mahomes was so good that year, and and it just always felt like he was going to put up enough points to win, like he did at the end. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm not a Garoppolo hater, but Cousins is just a better player. But, all right, my next pick. Um, so I'm taking first. I'm I'm firmly uh, I I've firmly bought into the NBA Christmas Day unders thing. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, I think the percentages, the the statistics are crazy. They hit like 60% of the time. Um, I think the story makes a lot of sense that because, you know, everybody watches and this is like sort of the, the, the first step into the, 
race toward the end of the season and the playoffs and the matchups are good, that I think there's way more defense and I think there's a little bit more effort than in a typical NBA game. Um, so I'm a believer. I'll probably take pretty much every Christmas day under. Um, but for the sake of not having a boring slate this week, I'm only going to take two. Uh, the first one is the one that I feel best about um, taking under 209 and a half uh, for the Hawks Knicks game. Um, we're getting no Trey Young in this game. Uh, I know a lot of people are still betting the Hawks. They're like five point dog. Uh, but I feel way more comfortable just taking the under here. Uh, given that neither team um, is, is going to score a lot of points, the Hawks without Trey and the Knicks um, and the Christmas Day thing. The only thing that could sink you is uh, this run Kemba Walker's been on. Dropped 44 last night. He's averaging, I think, 31 a game in his three games since he's back in the rotation. But I think this is a pretty safe play. They, these are just two. The Knicks are just bad. The Hawks are missing Trey Young. So I think that's pretty safe. Um I have all NFL games this week, so I will do my over-under. Uh, I'm going Falcons-Lions under 42-and-a-half. Jared Goff is out for the Lions, so that means Tim Bow is probably playing quarterback. Falcons just stink. I, I don't think there's 42 points scored in this game. That feels like a high number, honestly. Let me ask you this, though, while we're talking about the Falcons, and I hate to talk about other fantasy leagues, but I am in the playoffs. Lamar is yep. Lamar is hurt. I yep. picked up Justin Fields. He is hurt. Um, I know that. Would you go with? Uh, yeah, Nick Foles is starting this weekend. Would you Yikes. go with? Let me uh, let me pull up who's out here. I guess pick a quarterback, and I can't wait. Believe. What about Dalton? Why not? Why not Dalton? I think Dalton is also hurt or has wow. COVID. Are they hurt or are they COVID? I, I, regardless, Foles was named the starter, so something's up with Dalton. Damn. All right, so here's who we have to choose from. Um, Matt Ryan, Trevor, Baker, Zach Wilson, Big Ben, Heineke, Carr, Davis Mills. I think I'm just going to hope Matt Ryan throws two touchdowns against the Lions. Yeah, I think that's the pick. I think um, that's unfortunately the safest play. Yeah, I don't know enough about the matchups. I mean, like Trevor's playing the Jets and Zach Wilson is playing the Jags, but all those teams suck. The Steelers yeah, I feel are comfortable taking either. The Steelers are playing the Chiefs. Heineke's been banged up, and Dallas D's looked good. Derek Carr has looked better of late, but the Denver D is good. I yeah. I think unfortunately that's the pick. I could go with like Drew Locke, but I'm not going to do that. No, don't do that. Yeah, so I think Matt Ryan's the obvious pick. Matty Ice, let's do it. So I'm taking Yikes. the under. Hopefully the 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 Falcons score a lot of points and the Lions don't. I'm, I'm with you on that under, um, especially like the, the Lions are not going to win two games in a row. They're not going to, especially without golf. So I, I'm with you. 42 speed. It feels high. I, that seems like it should be 35 and a half, but. Take advantage while you can listeners pick number two yep. for you, sir. I'm also going to take an under. This is like the softest week of betting for us. We're just going to take a bunch of unders and, and root for sadness all weekend during the holidays. So sorry to our listeners, but. You know, got to go where the money is. It um, suits us well. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm taking under in the uh, the Nets-Lakers game. It's the highest total of all of the Christmas Day games, despite LeBron being bad on Christmas Day and Durant not playing. Um, and the Lakers have just generally looked bad. Um, and Kyrie's not going to play. 
So I, I like this one a lot too. These are my two favorite Christmas day unders and the only one I'm going to pick on the pod. Um, so that's Brooklyn uh, against the Lakers. The Lakers are home and it's under 20, 226 and a half. Did you think the NBA ever thought when they released this Christmas schedule that by far the game of the week was going to be uh, or the game of the day is going to be Suns Warriors? No, no way. I mean, I, I feel like they thought that was going to be the shittiest game. Like that's overwhelmingly the best game. Yeah, no, totally. Um, it's a little bit sad to see what's happened to this uh, Lakers Nets game because it should have been awesome. Who do we, we, we think is right. ringing the doorbell in my house right now at four thirty? On Christmas Eve, yeah, that's pretty weird. That's interesting. That's a serial killer move. Whatever. I know I'm upstairs at least. Uh, three picks. Um, I got three spreads, three favorites in the NFL. I'm going to go Dolphins minus three at the Saints versus Ian. Uh, for, well, the reason I'm taking this is the Dolphins I would have taken as dogs. Um, have they played great? No. But, you know, seven wins in a row, seven wins in a row. Two has looked solid. You know, they got Jalen Waddle back this week. Him and Devontae Parker, a good one-two punch. But ultimately – this is a team which won seven games in a row against Ian Book, who wasn't even a particularly strong playmaker at Notre Dame. Could the kid, you know, come out and shock you? Sure. But even with Taysom Hill last week, this offense scored nine points. Uh, to me, this is the lock of the week, which might make it the suckers play, but I'm going to ride it. I just worry that Miami's not going to score a lot of points um, against the Saints defense that looked really good last year and a Miami offense that just isn't that good. Um, and this is just going to turn into such a rock fight. And that's then, the thing. And then we're at three points. I, I think the spread is low enough where I'm comfortable, even if that happens. Uh, agree. Agree. But, you know, this game could easily be like a nine, seven, you know, similar to last week with the Bucks. If Brady 100%. couldn't do it, Tua can't. Um, and that actually takes me to my next pick, which is another boring ass under. Um, and I'm taking the under in that game for all the reasons that you and I just said. Ian Book, uh, good Saints defense, two is overrated. Uh, the, the number's 37 and a half, which felt much too high to me. Can't argue with that. Um, next game I'm going to pick, it does require a little bit of chopping. Right now it's minus seven and a half, minus 110 the spread. I would chop it to minus seven, minus 130. Uh, so Packers minus seven versus the Browns. Brownies are getting healthy, but, you know, they – they just, even when they've been healthy, haven't looked great, to be honest. And the Packers, I feel like they kind of stopped giving a shit at the end of last week, which is why that game was as close as it was against the Ravens. Uh, if you look up at the statistics, if you're going to give a quarterback the MVP this year, it should be Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he has statistically yeah. been as good, if not better, on a per-game basis as he was last year. They won't give it to him this year because of all the COVID shit, and I get that. You know, Cooper Cup might have the best receiving year ever as well, and Jonathan Taylor – I think has scored almost every week this week. So I get it, but this offense has just looked great. They're getting healthier. The defenses look solid and the Brownies are the Brownies. So Packers buy a touchdown. You know, I love that you want to buy the line down to seven from seven and a half. I think that's smart. Um, I just worry about the Browns running the ball really well against the Packers defense that I don't feel like stops the run all that well. Um, and keeping this close, controlling the clock and then, you know, only getting beat by a field goal or, or a touchdown and you push the, the line opened up at four and everybody's been betting the Packers and it's moved all the way to seven and a half. That doesn't make me feel particularly good either. So I'll probably just stay away, but I agree with everything you're saying. I mean, the Browns haven't looked 
great and they're just now getting healthy and the Packers have been steamrolling everybody. Um, they look, they look pretty good the last couple of weeks and honestly all year. So I, I get it, but I won't be riding with you. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to quickly jump. Actually, I'll do my last NFL pick. I, I, I took a bowl game as well, but last NFL, I'm taking uh, Cardinals minus one and a half at home against the Colts. Um, three or four weeks ago, this line would have been so unthinkable, but you know, the Cardinals have, have, have had some rough times. Wait, you're um, taking the you're taking the Colts or the Cardinals? Sorry, I'm taking the Cardinals. Sorry, at home minus one and a half against the Colts. You know, I think this is just like a well, this line is so crazy because of all of the last couple of weeks. The Colts have looked really good. Cardinals have obviously looked terrible. They're still they're going to miss Hopkins for the rest of the regular season. But um, I don't know. I think I think it's swung too far. The Cardinals are going to come out and and uh, they're going to be ready to play and, and looking to get a big win at home um, on Christmas after the embarrassment of last week. So um, I'm, I'm all over them here. Yeah, I was pretty in on the Colts. And then once uh, Quinton Nelson was placed on the COVID list, the run game is just so, so essential to – the Colts success. And I think Quinton Nelson, you know, arguably the best interior lineman in football with him being out. I just don't know if they can run all over him. I mean, once last week against the Pens at 57 yards and a touchdown. So if Quinton Nelson was playing, I would have liked the Colts, but uh, I like the Cardinals in a bounce back here. So yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you. The Cardinals play good defense. You know, they, they could, they could easily go up pretty quick, make the, make the Colts throw the ball. Um, and that's a place they wouldn't want to be in this line is like nothing. It's like a pick them before last week. We would have said the Cardinals are definitely the best team in football against the Colts team. That's just solid. Uh, it, it seems a little out of whack to me. So my last pick uh, to quote Steve Jangaro, if Kirk cousins or if the bears had their shit together, Kirk cousins would have lost last week. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going Rams minus three and a half at the Vikings. The Rams are back. I mean, that offense is humming again. Um, and it might get even better come playoff time. Cam Akers has to be the quickest recovery from Achilles surgery ever. He was just designated to return and practice. So you have him, Henderson, and Sony Michelle. All of a sudden, you can ground and pound there. Uh, the Rams are playing well. And look, the Vikings, yeah, they won really ugly against the Bears last week. I think Kirk Cousins threw like 87 yards. No Dalvin last week to win on. I do think, you know, even though Alexander Madison's a good replacement for fantasy purposes, uh, no one can replace Dalvin Cook. Um, I think the Rams win this game by seven to 10 points, but I will give the caveat saying I have bet against the Vikings many times in situations like this throughout this year, including on this podcast and I've gotten burned. So bet with caution, but I like Matt Stafford to have a big game this week as he and Cooper cup look to gain in the MVP race. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think all of your points are good. I think the Rams have looked like the old Rams, but I don't know. I've gotten burned so much on the Rams this year and almost more on the Vikings. These are two teams that have just been hard to figure out from a betting perspective. Um, in a game like this, where a lot of the Rams are, are coming back from, from being out um, with COVID on the defensive side of the ball, especially I'm staying away. I, I get it. I get it. I just, I don't know. The Vikings are just Minnesota sports fans are fucking cursed. Yeah. No, I, I, look, I get it. Um, I, I don't disagree with anything you said, but this, this game could literally anything could happen and I wouldn't be surprised. And I just have a, 
so much confidence that it whatever happens will not be what I bet. So I'm staying away. All right. And your last pick and our final pick for this holiday edition of the podcast. Yes, sir. So I'm taking the Auburn Tigers uh, against Houston. Um, what, what is this poll? I don't even know what poll this is, but it's on the 28th. Um, you know, I, I picked this. This was like the first thing I picked. Oh, this is the Birmingham Bowl. Um, right. So it, it's a de facto home game for Auburn. Um, they're going to travel really well here. Um, you know, I picked this and I felt really good about it until you started running through your picks and then you picked BYU and they got crushed because they had nothing to play for. They didn't want to be there. And then you picked UCF and that pick hit because they had everything to play for in Florida had nothing to play for. And I'm a little worried that's going to play out here. Um, the hope is that, you know, the, the, the new kid playing quarterback for Auburn, what's Finley something. Um, that he's got a little bit to play for here. Um, and that, you know, Auburn, I, they've been good all year. I think this is a good football team. They've played a lot of other good football teams, including most recently Alabama, really, really close. So I think if they really do buy in and they play hard, I think they should beat the shit out of a Houston team that hasn't really beaten anybody. Um, but I'm a little worried about them not giving a shit about this, this little bowl. Um, checking out and getting beat by a Houston team. That's definitely not bad. So Houston is 21 in the country right now. Um, They lost their opener to Oklahoma and then, sorry. So they lost to Texas tech on September. Sorry. So that lost Oklahoma last year. So they lost their opener to Texas tech on September 4th. And then looking at their schedule, I don't think they lost the rest of the year until they played Cincy in the AAC title game. Played Cincy relatively tight, 35-20. Um, but ultimately, I, I agree with you. I think, look, it's hard to bet against an SEC team. Um, and ultimately, Auburn – I forget Auburn's coach's name. Uh, Brian something. He came over from Boise State. But, you know, they've had a really solid first year out of the, with that with him at the helm. Good first year with a rebuilding program. And – I think I like them to punctuate that season with the bowl win. So I'll, I'll roll Tigers here, uh, but mostly because I didn't even realize when looking at this game that this was in Birmingham. Yeah, that's a de facto home game for the Auburn fan base. It's it's going to get ugly quick, I think. Totally, totally. Um, fair warning to everybody. By the end of the season, Auburn will have played 13 games, um, and this will be the third time I've bet them, and I've lost the other two. So You do. My, my, I, I'm I'm – I'm cursed because every time I bet Auburn, they get beat and it's always been pretty heartbreaking. Um, so fair warning to everybody that wants to ride with me, but uh, I don't know. It would be a little bit of closure for me if I could finally get an Auburn win closure to the college football season. All right. So my pick five for the week, 49ers minus three versus Titans, which was a loss Rams minus three and a half at the Vikings chop Packers minus seven versus Browns Dolphins minus three at the saints and Falcons lions under 42 and a half. Uh, yep. So I got two NBA unders, uh, under 209.5 in Hawks-Knicks and under 226.5 in Nets-Lakers. Um, and then I got an under as well in the Miami and Saints game, under 37.5. And, uh, and then I took the Cardinals minus 1.5 at home against the Colts uh, and Auburn minus 2.5 against Houston in the Birmingham Bowl. All right. Any concluding thoughts for this week's podcast? Uh, I just conclude with it with a Merry Christmas to all.
I will end with a uh, note of caution and a note of hopeful optimism. Uh, note of caution for anyone out there like me who likes to go to concerts, wrestling events, sporting events, etc. cetera. Uh, protect your hearing. Turns out at the age of 25, I already have some relatively significant hearing loss. So, Do you really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's at a very high frequency. So day to day, I'll be okay. But when we go to wrestling Sunday, I will be wearing the new earplugs I just uh, ordered. So hopefully those work. Um, and then hopeful optimism. I am in the Sacco Bowl last week. I did win in fantasy, mm. uh, but I came up one week short. Uh, a big fuck you to our commission who fucked me on this website for the second year in a row. Last year he fucked me. He changed my playoff matchup the day before it started. Uh, if I had won, I would have. If I had played the original matchup last year, would have won that. Would have won the championship. If this year he didn't change the tiebreaker, I'm thinking all week. Oh, it's interdivision record. I just need to win, and I'm safe. Turns out it's points four, so I'm in the Sacco Bowl. Uh, so say a prayer for me. Um, yeah, that's all I can really add. It's going to be a pretty stressful holiday weekend. But to all of our listeners, a happy jolly Christmas, a happy Kwanzaa for any of those celebrating, uh, and stay positive and test negative. With David Santola, my oh. name is Jason Medorsky. This is the Bagels and Locks podcast. Have a great one. <laughs>